The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, New World Comics, Speeding Bullet Comics, All-Star Comics, Amazing Action Comics, Luton XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, and Commonplace Books, with more locations coming soon. You can find out more at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 117 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. And I'm Joshua Unruh. One of the greatest landmarks of Oklahoma City is back open for business, the Tower Theater on Northwest 23rd Street. It's been doing business for a little while now, but things have really been picking up steam recently. Here to talk about the awesome things that are going on at the Tower Theater is operating partner Chad Whitehead. Chad, welcome. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. Boy, we are so excited to get, we've been wanting to get you guys from the Tower Theater in because every time I drive by there, first off, just the first time I ever saw the lights on back about, what, three oh, or yeah. four years ago, I was like, Lost. like, and so just now, though, every time I open the, the Gazette or I open the paper, there's something new going on. So first off, talk us about Animaniacs Live. That's coming up this Friday. Talk to us about what that is. That's right. We've got Animaniacs, Animaniacs Live coming on December 8th. That is basically, it, it's it's Rob Paulson, who is the, the famous voice cartoon guy. But he's, I mean, he's cartoon, but he's movies, and he's, yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's just done everything for a long time. And then Randy Rogel, who uh, is the composer, and, and they overlapped uh, during the Animaniacs years, and they're basically the two the two guys that really brought that to life mm-hmm. with with the songs and with the voices and all that kind of stuff. And so, about four years ago, they got permission uh, through Warner Brothers to get the rights to all that stuff to to perform it live. And so, it is a real hybrid of a show that's got you know they've got songs and they've got a grand piano on stage and they're they're singing and and doing these numbers that we all grew up on yes. and that we love and that are still very. Uh, they're, they're still very funny and they hold and they've got some new stuff that they're working on as well. They also have video clips that they play and then they just share stories that's about cool. all oh, those that's crazy awesome. years. And, and, uh, so it's a very, uh, you very unique. It's, it's sort of like watching a live podcast only it doesn't ever get broadcast out. And so right. it's just a interesting, fun kind of review uh, that's part singing and dancing, part stories, and and it's all funny because those guys, yeah, they're that's just what they yeah, do. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, and and I just you think about he plays the voice of Yakko. Yeah, so you think about all those great songs that he did, the the naming of the countries, mm-hmm. countries of the world, uh, I, and all these. I just, I, yeah, didn't he do the um, periodic table? Oh, I Was, don't remember. Yeah, a periodic I think I remember. Table. Uh, I just he did update the uh, the country song. Oh, did they saw that modern yeah. days, and they did promise the internet, that that's yeah. uh, part of the show. That's fantastic because it's a little different. That it was the different. so. We've I mean, I love that show. A few names in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah, been a little bit, a little bit of shift. Yes, I, uh, I, because I loved that show when it was on. Um, even though I was, I was working on aging out, but I mean, like, I had a girlfriend in high school buy me the CD of the Animaniac song. So oh, those wow. ones I know really well because mm-hmm. I had a CD. But um, and then it just you know. Like like TV was supposed to do for the longest time, it just goes away. Yeah. But when it came back to Netflix a while back, right. my son and I started watching it, and it was like, man, this still holds up. 
except for the bits where they're trying to teach you geography or a little bit of science <laughs> right. or something, and it's like, well, we've moved on a we've little bit. But, things. but uh, you know, that's 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 just passage of time. The right. quality is you can't you can't rock change solid. that. Well, I was watching it with my son, and I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff is still hilarious. It's still yeah. pretty good, and I, which is not always common for a, a especially early '90s, late '80s cartoon. A lot of stuff didn't hold up. No, I will say that the uh, the slappy squirrel bit about the second Woodstock is still funny to me, <laughs> but I bet that would miss anybody who's like, so what? I mean, you know, yes. it was a what now? And you had to be just, a certain age. Yeah, that was one where I was like, that's still funny to me. And I, bet, <laughs> I just I remember I was, I was at the age where th- there were jokes above the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my, fr- and, you know, Pixar and all that really hadn't started doing that where a grown up could, take their kids to a G movie and find things to laugh about. But to me, that was one of my first touches with several layers of, of mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. built into something. And you're starting to understand that there's more going on here than just the, the baseline narrative mm-hmm. of whatever the sketch was. And, and then it was all packed in so tightly to where you're, you know, now you, you grow up and you, you watch Chevy Chase movies and you, you see how you can pack in so many things. And then Arrested Development comes along a decade later and it's like, you you learn that. But that was like my first touch as a kid of going like, wow, this is, there's there's a ton of stuff happening right mm-hmm. now. And yeah. it's just crammed in into a 30 minute right after school with, with commercial breaks. Bam, 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 amazing. That is actually educating you yeah, I'm picking At up a few things. a third of the time. Yeah. Right? Like, for real, yeah. Well, and I, I think it, are, it all, the one thing I loved about Animaniacs is it does harken back to the original Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah. Which, I mean, if watch some Bugs Bunny and uh, any any of the old Warner Brothers, they did they said the same thing. They had every now and then some adult humor that a kid would never understand. But as an adult, you're going, okay, that's hilarious. Right. And I know why that's hilarious yeah. now that I did not get when I was a kid. When I was watching on Saturday morning. No, I think that's Pixar. Pixar like rediscovered a thing. Yeah. uh, Because those were shorts before the main. Most of the Warner Brothers that you like were shorts before the main movie. Yeah. Like um, that got repackaged for TV. Mm -hmm. And so it was. We're not really here for this. We're here for you're gone with the wind or we're here for the whatever serious thing. But let's have a little fun or you're you're there for something. You can kind of split the difference with the kids. And this is. This is going to spin that plate before the the main thing. So they were like, we need to get some gags in here that are for the adults because they are also trapped in this dark room. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And they also they've done that with all the uh, the the every I think almost all the Pixar and Disney movies now have some kind of a, a starting short before, short before mm-hmm, yeah. that. And I kind of like the fact they've kind of harkened back to that. And yeah, I think the humor there is both uh, for children slapsticky visual humor, but also some grown up stuff that. The, the the adults would enjoy as well. I think I realized that on Bugs Bunny the first time that I understood the war bond joke. <laughs> like it, it, there are these war bond jokes, and and you know as a kid I didn't get it, and then sometime along the way I got enough historical perspective that I was like, oh my god, they were making war bond jokes. <laughs> what? Yeah. So uh, Rob Paulson's coming on Friday. The, the the 8th of December and uh, what else is, is have you guys got going on at the Tower Theater well we <laughs> we try to wrap up the year with a barrage of concerts and movies and so the concerts really start to fade just because of travel schedules and stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah and so we really start to pack in movies around Christmas time um, but the the concerts finish off with uh, we've got 
Steve Earle will be a very, a very, it's almost sold out. It's a really popular show and, and he's really a, a landmark performer for country and for Americana. And then he's been in tons of HBO TV shows. So it's like, he's very, very well known. Um, so that's a big one for us. So we finished the year off. Um, and then really we just take the shift, um, to movies and, uh, and run as many of those as we can. How, what kind of movies have we got coming up? We have a lot of fun and, and this is sort of interesting. It's sort of like concerts getting into that game. You, you don't have a lot of the opportunities. You sort of have to earn that stuff. So it's like, yeah, you know what? We're not showing die hard. Mm -hmm. We could get die hard too, <laughs> but, uh, somebody else already had die hard. So it wasn't going to happen. So it's like trying to ramp up into that is a, is a little bit of a challenge, but, uh, we've got music movie Mondays. So in the next three weeks, we've got empire records. We've got, uh, we've got, uh, blues brothers, which I'm oh, really excited nice. about. And then this is spinal tap. So it's like, these are not serious films. These are on Mondays. It's like, Hey, you know what? Monday's not so great. It's a tough let's, day. Let's um, <laughs> let's, let's grab a beer and watch this is Spinal Tap, and and it's it's seven o'clock, so it's like you're still home by nine. We're not, you know, we're not going crazy on a Monday night, but it's like <laughs> that's fun. Like I want to watch the Blues Brothers with other people that are into the Blues Brothers, and I don't have yeah, to argue yeah. with you why it's a great movie because we're all just we here showed to watch up here, it. We're right? Here, yeah. and and this is happening now, and so it's like creating a space for that um, is is really exciting and and we want tower to be that gathering place that we all can sort of claim as our our turf it's mm -hmm. like no this is where I, i'm coming to watch movies here this is fun stuff so so we've got a lot of goofy goofy fun stuff like that but then we're we definitely want to like try to get into indie cinema and so we've got pan's labyrinth kind of uh heard about his, that, his yeah. new movie uh the new guillermo del toro movies out now the the scent of water the scent of water scent, yeah. Scent of, yeah the, the anyway, shape of water shape, shape of water, water. Shape of water. uh anyway so we wanted to sort of tie into that like we could and then we get into some just fun christmas stuff we've got home alone home alone 2 uh and you know like i mentioned die hard 2 and then we're going to show national lampoon's christmas vacation like sure over and over and yeah over. Uh, we just announced classic that could yeah. be, that, that's a good, good, it's gonna call. be, it's it's gonna gonna be decision. fun. It's gonna be fun. Like, especially it's like, I've been with my family and I'm ready for, um, at least <laughs> we can all still go together, but it's like, we're going to, we're going to take a break from the house and yeah. do something fun. And so, so we've got that, um, it, it next year is the big anniversary of Shawshank Redemption and, and oh you can't gosh. screen oh, it at man. all next year. So we, we, we snuck in, uh, we're going to do that before the end of this year. So we've got Shawshank oh, Redemption. Nice. Uh, it's the 10 year anniversary of no country for old men. So we're going to put that on oh big screen. God. I just keep getting older. I know. It's I know. Ridiculous. That's why I'm like, Oh, like I was reading, uh, you know, we're showing empire records this Monday. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that movie's over 20 years old now. Yes. Like it had its 20 year anniversary in like 2015. And I'm going like, yikes. Yeah. It's going to start talking about the 30th anniversary like of Ferris Bueller, the 30th anniversary of, uh, the princess bride. And I'm like, yeah. hey, no, yeah. Yeah. it has exactly. not been 30 yep. years. I need to remind my wife about Empire Records. That is a, that is a good one. Uh, that is a um, that we maybe need to go see because we butt heads about that one a little bit. I I didn't know that there was anyone out there that didn't like it, but I googled it recently and saw the Rotten Tomatoes score, and it's not good. I but like. I remember Lucas. it being incredible. <laughs> I really like Lucas, and I'm sort of plus minus on everybody else. I just like the idea of it, and I think. No, maybe, I think I'll come back to it with a. Uh, I yes, I feel like I'm going to have a much different reaction now. <laughs> I think it was the uh, and this I don't really know that we need to have a whole podcast talking about Empire <laughs> Records, but oh no, they created you, a sense of belonging, show. and and that's <laughs> oh, yeah. what 
that's what was compelling of like, oh, these kids have a place that they're fighting for. So it's like Goonies, but you're a little bit older, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is your, this is your nineties rock bad was, news bears. It was, it was during <laughs> that time of slackers and other yeah. uh, early where, where us Gen Xers were just kind of coming into our own going, we, 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 adulting sucks. What are we, we doing? Don't, we don't yeah. And the soundtrack like, of the movie was two thirds of the import of the film. It was like the soundtrack was the story mm -hmm. yeah. and then everything else sort of, Okay. Me. Yep. I need anyway. to make. I need to make. A so we're trying to. We're trying to do fun stuff like that that harkens back. But we also want to push the the edge forward. We want to do indie cinema. Uh, it's just getting into that world is is not an overnight yeah. thing. Um, and then it, the theater is itself is sort of a, a blending of the old and the new. Mm -hmm. And so we've got the we do everything in the balcony, which has the original seats. They've been reupholstered and and refinished, but they are the original. So it's like they squeak when you sit down. Good. Um, <laughs> And they're not giant recliners like you're used to at, at the <laughs> yeah. mall. Uh, but it's, it's old. It feels historic. You, you can kind of, there's something there. And it's the, it's the good mojo of all those decades of great movies. Mm -hmm. But it's also like the, the bad stories of like when it ran pornography. And it's like all of that kind of blends in and creates this interesting. And then it was, you know, completely vacant for 20 years. And yeah. It just collapsed on itself. And so it's like it takes all that good, bad, and the ugly. And you can really feel that when you sit down. I think more so than a than when you go to a concert. When you sit down for mm. a movie and the screen comes down and the lights dim, uh, man, it's really you feel that connection with the old days. But then it, it's a 4K projector and it's a Christie system. Oh, it's wow, state of the yeah. art. It is is 7.1 surround sound. And I wish Stephen, uh, my business partner, could be here today because he could really he can school everybody on how great all that stuff is. But it is one of the nicer setups in the state of Oklahoma. For film that's awesome and so yeah we're throwing old movies out there and uh and they're things we've seen a hundred times but we're also getting like the 4k you know versions of yeah. these that i've i've never seen and a lot of these movies i never watched in the theaters because you know i grew up right in a family where we weren't allowed to and probably that's why <laughs> mm. i love movies and music so much now but you rebelled yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and you know i could watch a pg-13 movie by myself now <laughs> that's right yes so we're trying to kind of we're trying to pay you homage rebel. to the to the history in the past because that that's so important yeah. if, if we stop yeah. doing that we don't want to we don't want to be in business. I mean, we've got to honor the tower. There's a special place with a lot of magic there. Um, but we are trying to create a new legacy for it for the next few generations that are, you know, this that's amazing. Something really special. Well, I'm into all of that thing. And I, yeah. And I, I often lament when I grew up, when I was growing up watching movies in Oklahoma city, you had several movie theaters to choose from because there was only about three or four cinemas or three or four, uh, uh, places where you I mean, three or four cinemas inside the, the theater. Oh, like three or four screens screen inside yeah, where you each, could see yeah, yeah. Uh, MacArthur Park, uh, Westwood. Um, there was one at the, uh, the North Park. Uh, mm -hmm, there were all mm -hmm. these different places. And so I would I remember where I was when I saw movies. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, The Color of Money at the May Avenue Theater. I saw Lord of the Rings, the Bakshi Lord of the Rings at Westwood on Ooh. MacArthur. I saw Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom at MacArthur Park theater i mean i can tell you where i was because you couldn't go to quail springs mall and see all 500 movies that are out now <laughs> yeah see i think there's something that's really important like yes it's a film and nowadays you can watch those anywhere at right. any time but i love that recollection of it used to also be about placemaking yes mm -hmm. of i saw indiana jones and the last crusade 
Yeah. And I know exactly where I saw it because it was a special deal that my parents let me go see that because it was PG-13 or something like that. <laughs> but it was like, I, it is forever. I'll know, I'll never forget where I saw that. Yeah. And because it was more than just going to see a movie, it was like it meant there was something else. It was going to a place. Plus also magic. when you go to a place like Quell Springs, and I've, I know they've done a lot of work to try and soundproof the theaters. They've, there's just only so much you can do when the place. Oh next yeah, do you get a bunch this, of mall? Well, I, I that is so movie, far you north. Get the other movies, oh, because that is so far north nowadays. There's so much music and yeah, sound yeah, coming yeah. in. You get yeah. the explosions from everything. It's on. way north of my personal north. Where do you go to feet, Where do you go to movies? So, uh, well, I'm super lazy, so usually at home. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Bricktown or the more Warren usually okay. gets me because I'm I'm South Side, right? And and uh, Quail Springs is it's like way yeah. up there. real. Yeah, I mean, it's a moonshot from it's, my it's house. Right, it's like it's like about a mile and a half from my house. So it's like yeah, know, I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna walk over there. Movie, you know, I'll go over there. But it's still it's just. But it is also so impersonal. Again, when you go to the the theaters in the the individual theaters throughout the the city, uh, and uh, you know, and Tower Theater for the longest time. Yes, unfortunately, it did have some times during the what was it, the late '70s and the '80s when it was showing. Some questionable stuff. But for the longest time in the 50s and 60s, it was the theater that you went to to yeah. see first run, um, you know, uh, black and white movies. And, you know, to the idea when I heard that you, that you guys were bringing this back, first off, the fact that it had been torn down. Uh, when so many of my childhood icons have been torn down, uh, the fact that it was back, I, I think, was amazing. And the fact that what you guys are trying to do with it is and show movies again, we had I to. I think it's exciting. We just had to. Like yeah. the the reason the building was not torn down is the the Pivot Project, uh, the guys that developed it, really believed in its sense of place and its importance for the city and for the neighborhood. And so it's like, great, we're gonna keep the building. But if you're not going to show movies in the Tower Theater, why did you keep the building? Yeah. And so from day one, and and Stephen and I have been a part of all this since mm -hmm. about April. So, but from from minute one, it was like, yeah, they they have a vision for this as a concert venue, but it also is going to be a movie theater and it's going to be an event space. It, it, none is more important than the other. But it's like, yeah, why save the building if you're if you're not going to show movies? And we get more feedback from the neighborhood still people stopping by to tell us, oh man, I used to come and watch Kung Fu here every weekend. Kung Fu oh. movies, black exploitation films, stuff like that. We get people oh, that are still I'm Facebook ready for Shaw Brothers email. Week. Oh man. <laughs> and people love that history and that in a world where everything's moving forward so quickly, yeah. it's hard to grasp anything. Yeah. But it's like, oh, that that's important. Like I want I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that the idea that you guys are going to try and Reached back into uh, independent film, I think would be really nice. You know, we had uh, we had the the Louis C.K. movie, "I Love You, Daddy." That would have been our first uh, kind of new indie that was going to uh, debut at our theater the same day as it did everywhere else in America. Mm. Um, glad we pulled that before the story yeah. broke. Yeah, but, uh, and that was an easy decision. But uh, that was an example of yeah, we we were ready. It's and an it, easy and call, it, but it's also like you can't help but feel there's that was going to be a good first foray for well, you guys, we, right? We, like knew, we knew the subject matter was controversial and which also made it very relevant to mm -hmm. what's happening mm -hmm. in America sure. today. And so it's like, that's what we really liked about it. And that's why Stephen, and he has a group of people that sort of help him kind of pick and, and make suggestions on stuff like that. Um, that's what they liked about it. Independent film should 
stir conversation yes, yeah. and it yeah. should create debate. Um, you know, it's like, I want to debate justice league and, and I want to talk about stuff like that too. But, uh, that's a different kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah stuff definitely. That's current and relevant to our day. That's what indie film is supposed to be poking at. And so it's like, yeah, that, that was a no brainer. Uh, and, and then when it became real life, then it was obviously we're not, we're yeah, done. we can't do we can't it. Do we're it. done. And yeah. then the studio pulled it and, and uh, as they should have. And exactly. So, but it's, it's too bad too, because I, it would have been a good, right, strong, like first film. step. Yeah. yeah. For what tower is doing. We wanted to say to the, film, to yeah. the film world, yeah, we're not just going to show planes, trains, and automobiles the day before Thanksgiving. Like, I mean, we're going to keep doing that. We're going to do that, but we're not just. We like do to that. have fun, but it's like we want to we want to push into that world as well. And and uh, Stephen has a lot of conversation ongoing with uh, with those movie houses and with those production companies. And Dead Center uh, has been super cool in helping kind of facilitate that and, and really awesome. just speed up the amount of time it takes to really get on their radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I can't wait for you know, later in 2018 where, hey, we're not going to do a concert on that date six months in advance because we already know we're going to be debuting yeah. one of those indie films. Not just like, hey, what can we get for January, but let's what can we get for next September and Absolutely. really start being thoughtful about some of those big things and, and really running you know, an important movie when it so comes out. So hopefully it's, uh, it's exciting. Same, running the running first run independent films at the same time as they're hitting the, some of the theaters around the nation. Definitely first run independent. Um, there's weird licensing things. We, we'll never do first run movies. Right. Yeah. Um, no, no. yeah. But the, yeah. the independent stuff is on the table for us. And what would anything you want to? Anybody else? You can go to Quail Springs. Right, right. That. They, they have it taken it's, care it's of. It's a good right? setup and, and we don't want to, we don't want to rock that boat. Uh, we think there's room for us to do sure. what we're doing. And, and we think there's a lot of us that enjoy being able to drink a beer or, or grab a cocktail mm-hmm. and we can do that because we're we're not technically a movie theater we are an entertainment venue mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a weird subset of rules that shift well, for new us, laws so are going to change new laws will change and everything will get caught up yeah, in 2018 in October, so. so we've got a small window to kind of gain our, our fan <laughs> well base. it's still it's still going to be it does yeah it's still going to be like laws. a we want to be the quirky weird yeah, yeah, theater yeah, yeah, yeah. that does you know even I if we're showing Donnie Darko beer, it's yeah. Not, yeah. more often than anyone needs to show Donnie Darko. <laughs> My wife disagrees. I mean, I like Donnie Darko. Don't get me Is wrong. She's a big fan of Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of. You remember off air before we started that Blade Runner conversation? Yeah. She will do that Donnie Darko conversation. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hang on that one. Like, I've seen it enough times to know that I, I don't. It's not one of It's not in my canon of. Uh, also, uh, it is our personal favorite go to for making sure that other people think they don't have enough commitment to a thing <laughs> because we question their commitment to sparkle motion. And if they get it, we know there are people. It's your litmus test. Yeah. That's, I have a blues company know. mug that I carry around <laughs> yes. everywhere. And if you get what that's from, I'm like, we're going to be good. We can be, we're, we can, we're in, we can jive. We that's, can do this thing. That's how I feel about most of the t-shirts that I wear. I wear t-shirts yeah. just so people can go, Hey, know. and if they, if they come up and they, they're like, great, you're my friend now. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You have passed the test. So, uh, what about documentaries? Are you guys going to be doing many? Documentaries? Absolutely, okay. we we want to be busy. No, yeah, we want to <laughs> be we want to be open four, five, six days a week, and, and it's a ramp up to see how quickly and efficiently we can do that and have it work. Uh, but we want to we want to do film festivals. We want to do documentaries. We want to screen things that are important. Yeah, and let's just talk about wanna, films that really reflect what's going on in society. We we need a place. Yeah. To have those conversations. And then what's really fun is that, so we're, we're starting and this will be evolving, but, uh, you know, we're going to show the outsiders on Tuesday. And, and the real reason we did that was because the bar next door is themed after the outsiders 
book and it's going to be called Pony Boy. Uh, and they've got a whole Stay bunch of cocktails that are, yeah, they've got cocktails themed around that. And, but we decided, Hey, we'll, we'll show the outsiders because you know, it was Oklahoma base and, yeah. and written by yeah. Hinton. And then it sort of took off and, and it evolved. And now the movie screens at seven, but at five o'clock, we're going to kind of open our bar and have a happy hour. And then the producer of, of that movie will actually be here. And he's oh, the guy wow. who did that is so cool. Apocalypse now. Yeah. Yeah. And he was had a hand in the Godfather trilogy and all that stuff. And so he's coming at six to sort of host. Is that great? Fred Fredrickson. Yes, yes. Thank you. The name great Fredrickson. Yeah. So he'll be he's there. He's in Oklahoma. I mean, he, he's it, no, yeah. I mean, no, that makes sense. Filmmaker Oklahoma. And it's, it's, it's him. Google that. And it's great. Fred we Fred thought it would take like 10 that, yeah. years to get on his radar, but he'll be at tower oh, on Tuesday night. That's and, so great. And, yeah. Uh, he'll kind of be hosting a discussion with anybody that wants to be there before we screen the outsiders. That's awesome. Upstairs in the, in the cinema. So we want to do really cool stuff like that, that, that evolves and, and we'll continue to evolve. But again, it's about, it's about the community of the people mm-hmm. around the films and it's about the films and it's about creating those places for conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when the movie's over, we've got a, a, just a laundry list of great restaurants and bars within a couple blocks oh, of Tower Theater along Uptown 23rd. That's like, great. You know what? Keep the conversation going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, go watch Blade Runner and then grab Get a out cocktail, of our lobby. grab a cocktail and, <laughs> and, and then go just keep the conversation going. Yeah. And, and it's not just the car ride home and then it's got to be done. You can sit there until last call. And yeah, really, that's awesome. I mean, that's to me, that's what makes going to the movies special mm-hmm. versus just, Hey, I'm throwing on a movie and watching it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, mm-hmm. and that stuff is cool. I love well, that. And I love the, again, Tower Theater, I think, has, uh, is, is building itself to be the anchor of the Uptown 23rd corridor, and, which is fantastic because that's another place where I grew up along 23rd and I watched it fall into, oh my gosh, scary <laughs> disrepair. Right. But uh, you've got now 23rd Street is, is just blossoming. And you've got not only have you got great things going on as far as businesses, but then you've got your open streets. You've got your several festivals that go on down there so to where they just close off 23rd Street and enjoy and party. That's fantastic. No, that's great. Yeah. Which should not, I, I just, it's amazing that that's happening in Oklahoma City and amazing that it's happening on one of my favorite areas, which is 23rd Street. The speed at which Uptown 23rd is evolving back into its not just its former glory but really like a new version mm-hmm. of itself Almost, yeah a better glory. is uh, <laughs> is i mean because even just five years ago you're like can we park here is this are we good <laughs> and, and uh i mean do, do you like your wheels ago, 10 years ago it was no way yeah but five years ago it was still a little questionable and, and now now it's can we find a place to park because <laughs> <That's laughs> it's hopping yeah. uh now i will say this because a lot of people ask me uh every week on facebook that parking lot across from the tower is the tower's parking lot. And, what is it? And we're not charging you to park there. So, so park there. Come to a movie, park there. It's well lit. It's free. It's for you. The crosswalk is is quick and efficient. <laughs> Reasonably safe. Do not frogger <laughs> across 23rd. That is not a fun way to start or end your night. Uh, just hit the crosswalk button. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You barely make it the first time. You have a couple of cocktails. Your You're reflexes are it, slower. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Don't. Mm-mm. I love yeah. the idea of froggering across <laughs> 23rd Street. It's not safe. No. It's not safe. No. And, and, uh, and, but it's, it's such, again, a, such a great, well, it is fortunate, though, that the city did reduce the speed limit there. They uh, did. It, I, they just better. started enforcing that, uh, which is <laughs> it was about a, a good word ago, to everyone know. listening. They are really cracking down it's on the 25 speed on 23rd. Now, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, 
Uh, I always took advantage slow. of it being faster, but I always was also like, I can't believe this. I'm flying the Death Star Trench like yes, every yes, single time. Yeah. We had a guy lose his brakes right next to Atomic Lotus Tattoo, which is like a block down from yeah. us. He popped up on the curb and basically slammed into the building between that and the light post. And that's how he came to a stop right underneath the marquee. Oh, my oh, God. And it was in the middle of the day. And thankfully, nobody was there. But it's like, you know, Sunday morning, there's the church, community church yeah, next yeah. to us. They've always got people out there. If there's people waiting in line or the box office, it's just... So there is a large political conversation that needs to continue happening about what to do with 23rd Street. Yeah. And, uh, and there's Up a to and including things like traffic There loss. are a lot yeah. of people that will, will fight till the end that it should just be a, exactly like it is right now. Just the two lanes of traffic going as fast as they can. Mm. And then there's those of us that live in the neighborhood that would like to see like one lane, like a road diet, one lane for cars, a protected bike lane, protected sidewalks, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and you create turn lanes. Yes, for, turn, turn lanes. Yeah. Instead of just ripping it through and hoping you make it, <laughs> uh, which is what's happening I, currently. I, I'm, and of course, I'm always, I've never been one of those i don't even really care for interstates if i don't have to take it if i'm taking a trip i'd rather take like a route 66 type yeah. of thing um and that's how i feel about 23rd street i will i kind of like the fact that they went down to 25 i know maybe it's because i'm older um, i don't <laughs> think i, I don't I feel like anyone really, really, it's not bothered anyone to, right to yeah slow i want it down to, a bit. i want to see what's there because there is so much in on in the uptown now that I want to see the new things that are going mm -hmm, on yeah. because there are, there's, there's some, and there's even, I think some open businesses down there. I've, I've noticed that there's some businesses stuff. that, that have not, uh, that, that are starting to open. There's some that are awaiting new business. So I mean, it's still got room to grow. Slow down. Yep. Yeah. Look at the place. Yeah. Maybe don't jump the curb and wreck the tattoo. <laughs> don't, don't, I mean, don't jump the curb. Cause it's a really cool place to go. And I think you're right. Uh, you could go to, uh, the, the, um, the backdoor barbecue uh, is right down the street from you guys. Uh, you've got uh, the 23rd Street uh, Pizza 23. I mean, w within walking distance, you've got almost 20 restaurants. Mm -hmm. And when I say walking distance, I'm talking like three to four blocks max. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking a five-minute walk. Uh, and that's just along 23rd. If you're feeling footloose and you want to get into the <laughs> neighborhoods, the Paseo is like a half mile Yeah, away. it's not far. And then really, Uptown is one mile through the neighborhood. And if you lived in San Francisco, New York, walking a mile for anything is no big deal. Right. So a lot of it is, I got to get my brain around that the city <laughs> is, is growing. I mean, thank and God. developing a little yeah. bit. And if it's 112 degrees in August, yeah, I'm not going to, it's not a walkable city when it's that hot. Right. I'm, I'm not <laughs> arguing that point. But man, if you come to, a, come to a concert or come to a movie, park at the tower a couple hours before, and then you've got, you've got a conversation about, all right, where do we want to go to, to dinner? And now, yeah. I mean, since winter is apparently canceled, like this yeah, is perfect, right? Great. Like, and then so here's the other thing that we we in uh, Uptown Twenty Third really is very community focused, and and every business knows all the other businesses, and we we play as nice as we can. <laughs> and so if you've got a concert ticket to the tower, whether it's your print at home ticket or your mobile ticket, or you actually did it old school and got a ticket from the box office, uh, you can take that to the Drake. And they'll give you 20% off your food. Oh, your that's awesome. Yeah. Guernsey Park and Chicken Beer will give you 15% off. And then Backdoor Barbecue will give you 10% off. So not only do you have where should we go to dinner, but you've got, uh, you've got savings involved. Yeah. So now you've, you've got, got you've at got least to do a three little bit places of math you can try with math. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> concert tickets. 
Uh, and then we're already in conversation with some other places about, you know, what does dinner and a movie look like? Oh, yeah. Uh, and yes, theming some things together and doing some stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I mean, again, going to a thing is, is really fun, but let's make it special mm-hmm. by by making it a whole It's a whole an evening. evening. It's yes. a whole evening. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. not, we're, we're trying to not be outrageous. We want to be part of the neighborhood. And so it's like, yeah, I don't want to charge you $10 to park in Uptown. That feels... That feels not the way that I want to do business. You know? Come here, stay here. Right, yeah. hang out, park here, go grab dinner, grab a drink at Bunker Club, and then come to the show. Plus, if, if, you, got, if, you, if you charge someone for parking, that's less money they have to go spend somewhere else. That's and one that's, less drink or one less yeah. appetizer that they might have gotten at one of our, our friends. Yeah, and I, I really, like I said, that's why I really enjoy about 23rd Street is it's, it's, a, it's an experience that you can go down there and just have a great time. And yeah, summers in Oklahoma are hot. The summer evenings are what in they Oklahoma, are. though, summer yeah. evenings are usually very nice. And, I mean, just just pleasant to walk around in. And it's fairly, you know, I, it, it's you don't have as much traffic. You don't have as much. So I, that's one of the things I love about 23rd Street mm-hmm. during the summer. And, of course, you're right. Right now, during right our now. Indian summer, um, <laughs> you know, we can just really enjoy going down there and just walking around. Yeah. I, I, I think... And I live very localized in, I live along 23rd. I live in those neighborhoods right there. And I really don't get out much into the city. Uh, <laughs> I've still never been to Norman, which I know is not that far away. Um, but I really feel like there's a, a sea change coming in the way that we uh, interact with our city. Yeah. And and I know that it is going to be hot and gross, but it's hot and gross in Kansas City. Yeah, but yeah. If you go out on a Friday right. night and you, and you go to one of those great neighborhoods in in Kansas City, you've got tons of foot traffic, mm-hmm. traffic, and you've got bikes, and you've got people have figured it out. And, and right. I think Oklahoma City <laughs> is like, yeah, you know what? Austin is also pretty hot and gross in the summer, and so is Dallas, and so is Kansas City. So is you know pretty much three hundred miles in either direction. Uh-huh. Us yeah, <laughs> in the summertime, uh, they've they've figured out how to live and thrive uh, without needing their car. And this is a whole side conversation on cars. I don't really know how I got here, but it's like. Man, oh, things no. are changing. I, I know exactly how you got here because there. you like your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. In Oklahoma City, where walking is not is not your option. Well, and that's and uh, unfortunately that's true. And it's one of the things the Wafty Boys always talk about. Stephen Tyler, of yeah. course, with the Tower Theater and and John, and uh, they they all talk about the fact that everything is becoming hopefully becoming the idea that it's supposed to be a walkable city. Yeah. Um, and, and they enjoy that with the, the urban adventuring is the idea that you can just walk somewhere, which was unheard of just 10 years ago in Oklahoma city. Right. And we're, we're trying to bring that back. And unfortunately it's got to be done somewhat. It, it's trying to happen organically, but sometimes you also kind of have to lean on the city council a little bit and go, you oh, guys yeah. need to put together bike trails. You guys need to be thinking about a walkable city. Yep. And fortunately I've, I've, uh, you know, Mayor Mick Cornett, I think, has done a great job of, of making sure that, you know, tr- through trying to work with this way, he's tried to work on making this more of a walkable, bikeable city than it was. So I think everyone working together has worked toward that, but you still have to fight nearly 100 years of cars. Just spread it out. Just yeah. spread it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to get to walk anywhere from my house, by the way. You think Frogger across 23rd is exciting? Frogger across 240. Is. 240, yeah, you cannot do that. Exciting. I saw somebody do that the other day, not 240. I've seen I think it. It was 44, and I'm like, they were walking, and I'm like, you're going to die. 
every now and then people my, will not stop every now and then my son would be like how come i can't walk to school and I, and and oh no 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 he's crazy that's insane he knows why look at the the, the highway but when we see those guys like walking across the highway i'm like watch that guy just pay attention we're sitting in the stoplight you watch that guy that's why you can't walk because <laughs> <laughs> you will die look at that there's no i'm not that brave but that's you know with the, with the thing slowing down at, at uptown 23 and uh, slowing down there's the other thing oh my gosh we're in a constantly boom 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 fast-paced world go down to 23rd street and just relax gamble yeah you don't have to you're not in a hurry and i don't i would like to say it harkens back to something but that's wrong because it, I don't think it's ever truly been this way in Oklahoma City. It's been that way in other places. Yeah, the old photos of 23rd are great classic photos, but every parking spot is jammed with cars. Yeah. There's not mm-hmm. empty streets and there's not exactly. high foot traffic. So it's like there is a, an evolution that, that could happen that I think is happening, uh, especially in the metro, uh, that people are looking for that. And one of the reasons that I relocated to Oklahoma City was I saw the opportunity to live – with some walkability right in a socioeconomic sense we're like yeah you can be walkable in in downtown kansas city but your rent's going to be three times oh, what gosh, it would be yeah. in oklahoma city and, and kansas city is, is still a pretty reasonably priced town yeah. so it's like i i couldn't i couldn't be walkable in any of those cities so it's like hey oklahoma city to me represented an opportunity mm-hmm. to 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 live out some some family values that are important to our family yeah I want to be able to walk my son to school and I want to be able to walk to mm-hmm. my corner bar and uh, I you know, still hope an uptown has a grocery store at some point. But yeah. like things like that are really important because I know myself and I am more than happy to just rip through life at a thousand miles a minute. But if I can have the opportunity to walk and, and, and hold you know, my fiance's hand and mm-hmm. stroll through the neighborhood, meet people I live nearby and, and do some of those things that used to be pretty normal, like, knowing your neighbors and yeah. living mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. Um, that's good stuff for me. That's good stuff for me. Cause I, I will ignore all that if I'm left to myself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if we want to expand outside of just the 23rd street corridor to, to the areas like the Mesta park, um, and, and of course, Paseo up just up, the street, there are areas there that are, that's what they're becoming. Yeah. They are becoming neighborhoods again. And Absolutely. that's, and again, I want to say neighborhoods again, but again, that, that seems like, Oh, the past was so much better. Um, it's something better than even what it was in the past. And that's what I want to try and express is, is Uptown 23rd Street is not what it was in the past. And that's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's, 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 even, it's even better than what we had and before. And it's becoming that destination place. That I think a lot of people on the weekend will come in because they know there's several bars in a row and there's a lot of entertainment. And mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Like we need that almost yeah. like city tourism of people mm-hmm. from the neighborhood or from the, from the wider metro coming in. But for a lot of us, those are our regular bars. Mm-hmm. It's like I can show up at Bunker Club and bump into people that I know. Yeah. They live in the neighborhood yeah. too. And that's like that's not cool. I mean, I don't know how to package that in a way that's like, yeah, that's pretty sweet to know somebody you live near. Like that's not a <laughs> fancy concept, but it feels no, great it's to huge. walk down it's your huge. own street <laughs> yes, and, yes. and bump into people that you know yes. who are just doing the same thing as you. They're just you know, it's Monday. Well, they it, don't want to deal with work, so they're you know they're grabbing a beer. A we can hour. full circle yeah. this. You mentioned that one of the things that attracted you to Empire Records all this time ago and sense again is that place. sense of community yep. in place. Like we made this space, and you you your neighborhood used to be a place that that could happen yeah, yeah. either because people lived there longer. I mean, there's there's all these changes. The genie's not going back in the bottle. But I think that the the trick now 
is that I would love to be, uh, like I have a co-author and business partner that I only know through the internet. We would never have met any other way and that's how it is. And we are great friends, but we've never seen each other face to face. I would also like to have that opportunity in my neighborhood. Right. Like that's what I really want. That's the thought that I like yeah. where it's not, it's not that I want to go back. It's that let's mine for the stuff that was good and see if we can bring that back in here yeah. with the new stuff Absolutely we have agree. that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma city's uh, districts, many districts are doing. Uh, but I think 23rd was the first one to really start it out with, Hey, we're going to make an area that that's going to be community based. Um, and, and I think tower theater that again, I was so excited when I saw the lights go on at tower theater. I'm excited whenever I drive by and I see the lights. So on when, tower when those lights came on, I was right. It was around January. It wasn't new year's, but it was like mm-hmm. that week after I think, uh, I was just part of the neighborhood excited that it was back on. I had no connection to tower officially. <laughs> I lived in an apartment directly behind it. And I remember, you know, living through all the construction and, and actually one of the, like the family walk was just to kind of poke around through all the construction mm-hmm. and, and, and wreckage around the tower <laughs> during all that renovation. Um, when I saw the lights go on, I was just excited as a part of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I had no, had no intent to ever be involved at a, <laughs> at a leadership level at a business level. Uh, and so it is great to be reminded cause it's a lot of work and mm-hmm. it's a grind and it's trying to start a business and get it up to speed as quickly as tower needs to be to succeed mm-hmm. financially is, is pretty brutal. So it's great to be able to sit here and be reminded of, yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, we're on a mission from God. It's the blues. Brothers. Yeah, right. Right. This is more than just trying to, it is a job, make a business, but it's also a job worth doing. Right. Right. Like it's yeah. these two exactly. things together. Yeah. I, I don't ever want to fail at tower, but I will happily throw everything I can at our best chance of success mm-hmm. and, and do my life's best work to try and make that place special again. And I got no regrets, That's definitely, fantastic. even if it goes down in flames, which I don't think it will, but you, know, yeah, everyone you talks, never know with a new business. Yeah, everyone talks about things going on uh, downtown Oklahoma City for New Year's Eve. Uh, are you guys planning, is 23rd Street doing planning anything for, or Tower Theater? Planning so anything? Tower, we, we're planning, uh, for the last couple of years, the bars have done something called the Uptown Get Down, where awesome. they all kind of, they, they do no covers, and they really just try to pack the neighborhood. And we wanted to to do something like that this year. So we're doing the Uptown Get Down at Tower Theater. Uh, and it is as big a party as I can pack into that in one night. Very cool. Uh, it's Tickets are $23 until December 24th. And then they're $24, December 25th or 25. And they go up to 31 bucks the day of. Oh, get them <laughs> out. Gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, so the early bird wow. price is $23. And uh, the whole point of it is we've got a big party going. And the ticket is a guaranteed place to be on new year's eve i spent last new year's eve waiting in line to try to get in somewhere yeah and it didn't happen yep and i actually went home and, and it was fine because you know i'm 40 and i don't really need to be out on new year's <laughs> eve anyways but uh it didn't happen because we were waiting in line to get somewhere so we thought you know what let's not make this about how do we be the fanciest most expensive party or not the most exclusive but let's say yeah this is buy a ticket and you've got a guaranteed place to be on december 31st mm-hmm. You walk up at 11.45 on New Year's Eve, and you've got your ticket. Still got you. You walk right in the door. <laughs> I'm not overselling the That's place. Right. I'm not creating a line out the door that you can't get in. Now, if tickets sell out, then you're you're stuck. But it's like, we want to do something fun. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Uptown Get Down. It's on December 31st. We've got a lot of great fun bands. We've got you know sports, 
coming up from Norman, who really they're a national name at this point. Uh, we've got St. Loretto, who's a great local band, and, and Evan actually moved to Austin recently, and he's coming back to do uh, a big show. We've got the, cool. the, the Carte Blanche DJs, who always are DJing at Pump Bar and Bunker Club, are going to be there. JB is going to drop in and do a couple songs just, just for funsies. Cool. Uh, and then we've got the Hood Internet, which are um, two DJs based out of Chicago who do, uh, like if you've ever heard Girl Talk, where they just mash up fun stuff. They do that. It's more hip-hop focused. Mm-hmm. But they are really excited to come out and do this. Uh, and and the fun thing about Hood Internet is you can go download all their mixtapes on their website right now. So it's like you can go hear them and get excited for them. It's gonna blend all the old hip hop you grew up on with new stuff. And it but it changes every thirty seconds. So again, how can we make this thing just a fun party that all night long? Yeah. Very high energy. Very focused though on on the neighborhood. It's like. If you're coming in from anywhere else, obviously you're welcome, but it's like we, we want you there too. But it, we really just wanted to, for the neighborhood of years of us walking by going, boy, I bet that would be a cool place for New Year's Eve. But it was still like <laughs> decrepit and broken. Right. Or like even a couple of years ago where the lights were on, it was like, oh, that's those are still locked doors. Still There's working nothing progress. going on in there. So it's like <laughs> this year it's like, hey, we're we're here. Let's do something great. Let's do a big party. And, and you know what? There's a lot of great parties on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. But ours is going to be 21 and over, but it's not going to be like nightclub kind of thing. It's going to be show up in whatever clothes you want to wear. If you want to be fancy, be fancy. If you want to wear a T-shirt, wear a T-shirt. This is, Again, this is Uptown. It's like part of the culture of Uptown is that <laughs> you can kind of do what you want. Like, yeah. Choose your own weird, adventure, Yeah, it's right? a pretty <laughs> weird neighborhood. Nobody, there's no right way to do Uptown. So it's like, yeah, just just get here. That's the, yeah. only, that's the, only, the only rule. Just be just hang out and be cool and, and have, have fun. fun. Yeah, we'll be working the bar. Place will hopefully be packed out. We've got lights and and fun stuff, and uh, I'm I'm just excited to to do something again, to do something in Uptown that we we've wanted, mm-hmm. but we didn't have a place to do it. Yeah, yes. we've got exactly. a place now, yes. and, and it it cost you twenty three bucks. That basically just pays for all the entertainment. Yeah, it, that's not a cash grab. Now I I assume you'll drink a lot on that and that'll help me pay my rent it's a solid yes but on new year's eve to get any band you've you're paying like double triple price yeah and it's a big night for them especially for djs and so it's like yep those tickets are basically it's a break-even game and we've pulled in some really great really great partners who are helping offset some costs as well with uh, the promotion side of things and so again it's just trying to do something in a place that we've always wanted to do something now we finally can. Plus, it's very an alternative cool. to the downtown just kind of craziness. Usually a lot of very, uh, most of your places are, are very high end uh, cover charges just, yeah. to, just to walk in the door. Just to like, get in the door, yeah. it's expensive and you're going to yeah. have to pay to park. If you're in Bricktown on New Year's Eve, <sighs> I assume it will be a lot to park there. Uh, and, you know, if there's other big events, it's going to be even more expensive and more crowded. Forget those big events. Forget them. Right. What we're saying is we're forget them. Now. We're not doing those. Not They're canceled. Go, go we're going to 23rd. Go to 23rd <laughs> Uptown, get, town, get down, and that's going to be a lot of fun for, I think, everybody there. I want it, I want it to be an accessible event mm. for anybody. Yeah. And that's exactly how 23rd Street is that's overall. Exactly. Right? So it's like we're trying to make it more about the neighborhood and the place. Uh, the music and the, the bands are really fun, but that's not kind of the – the way we're promoting that is not through the regular. I do that enough with concerts. It's like, hey, you know, John Moreland, John Moreland, John Moreland. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to not do that with Uptown Get Down and just say, you know, what? It, it's about the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Grab a ticket, come be a part of something fun. Yeah, and hang out with your for your friends. Just hang out, bring the bring the whole crew. <laughs> we got room for you. 
Yeah, that's awesome. What is uh, what is the Tower Theater hoping to do for the next year? What do you, what do you, what is your plans? This year has been phenomenal. You guys have really this year has been, been a a crazy race to get as open as possible. Yeah, uh, because the rent doesn't get paid unless that's you've right. got something in the room. Uh, Twenty eighteen will be more of the same. Uh, we've got three three main things. We're going to keep running concerts in the main room, and really try to get better at running those. And, and we'll get more opportunities. You, you know, you get in the door with an agency and the reputation of the place starts to get built and the city starts to figure out that you're actually there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they start buying tickets. And so the, the Once concerts... Once you start paying taxes, they all of a sudden start making, paying attention to you. Right. It's amazing, yeah. Right. So uh, concerts will continue to develop and evolve mm-hmm. and, and to get bigger and better and, and, and more interesting concerts. Uh, I'm very proud of the lineup we have this year. So it's not to take away from any of those shows, but it's just to say, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that you don't get right out of the gate. You know, most and most agents still don't email you back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly just because they're overworked and, and they're busy. And Oklahoma City is not on the musical no. landscape at all. So I'm really trying to to, to terraform uh, from a musical culture side. You're, you're trying to create something that oh, no yeah. agent has really expected or thought of. They, they know that Canes and Brady are up in Tulsa and they've yeah. done great work there for a generation to be on that on that radar. And they know Diamond Ballroom has been rocking and rolling for a long time. Uh, they don't really have much other sense of There's Oklahoma City Oklahoma other City, than like yeah. Russell Westbrook. With you know, that's about all they know about yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. So that work continues to evolve, and that's every day, every email, every phone conversation. Uh, it's why I'll be at South by Southwest. It's like great, oh, great. to see new music, mm-hmm. but it's like I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> go working. sell Oklahoma City yeah. to agents in that's Los fantastic. Angeles, New York, and Nashville who uh, are being sold every city in America every day. I gotta, I gotta pop. I got to get yeah. them to think differently about Oklahoma City and uh, and shift some of their preconceived notions. Now, once a band comes to Uptown 23rd and they see the venue and they hear all the all, they they hear the quality that we put into the room to make it sound great and look great and they have a great time eating at these restaurants and then we put them at the 21C hotel, they're sold on Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah. The bands have really um, responded well so far. And so Just get them in the they're, door. They're telling their other bands yeah. and they're telling their manager, oh, this is a great room. This was a good setup. Uh, and they're investing in helping us build it back. You know, one of the shows we had last year is already booked for next year because they really see the value <laughs> of bringing the, their That's awesome. act back yeah. every yeah. year. And so, um, so that continues. Uh, another thing, obviously the movies, we want to be showing a couple movies a week. Uh, we already talked about that uh, and then evolving that into a more than just a screening, but a special event. And you can't do that with every single film, but we want to really try. We want to push ourselves to be creative uh, with, with movie screenings. I mean, you did one just last night, right? Uh, That's right. We the, had the, we showed Dr. Strange love and we oh got, uh, we got a couple of people there to come and talk about the film before it started. And I got to peek in on a few minutes of that and God, man, there's that movie's always funny. But it's it's so relevant right now that it's I know. pretty yes. scary. Yes, <laughs> so it's like I'm glad this is funny because it, well, it's I'm like a laugh about, about it. Right? Gotta yeah. laugh about gallows humor here. To do. Um, so movies will continue to evolve yeah. and be a big part of what we're trying to do. Uh, we've got a little studio upstairs that holds like 50 people. We really want to do a lot of fun small stuff up there. We had a comedy show last night with uh, some some comedians and it was just a riot. Uh, they were great comedians, but it's like it's a small room, so it doesn't take much to really make it 
feel like something special. Mm -hmm. So that's called the Tower Studio. So we've still got, uh, we've got shows booked in there and we're going to continue to push into that. Uh, that'll be coming in 2018. Uh, we would like to start connecting better, like whether it's a podcast or a blog or really trying to share the behind the scenes story. We are not uh, a big promoting promotion company that is faceless. We, we want to have a face. Yeah. And so it's mm -hmm. like, what can, what can Steven and I do and the rest of our team do to be as visible as possible so that, you know, when you come to the box office, you, you'll probably recognize me or Steven. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be there a lot. And, and we've got other great team members that, that are there as well. How do we make ourselves known in that kind of uptown small business way of, you know, when Ian and Haley McDermott show up at Pump Bar, everybody knows, hey, that's their bar. Mm -hmm. and, and Haley's back there serving drinks right now because they're trying to get caught up or, or Ian's working the door. It's like, we need to have that same kind of connection to the yeah. tower business of like, yeah, uh, good or bad, you know, this is Steven and this is Chad. And so we're trying to push into some of those things uh, for 2018. Uh, and then really just kind of the, some of the fun stuff. We, we've got to get some tower merchandise going. We've got to, we've got to get the projector club going and uh, we've got to, <laughs> eventually we've got to restore the original um, 35 and 70 millimeter projection unit oh, that's up there. Yeah. We've got two of those. We only need to restore one of them because we we can just rely on the one nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, that's a longer term goal, but it's like we got to keep pushing into some of those kinds of things. And uh, we got to be that place where I don't need you to come every night to the mm -hmm. Tower Theater. But when you have a night, I, you're always going to probably look at the Thunder schedule and you're going to look at the movies. But I also... I want, I want to, I want to earn the right for people to also go, what's going on tower tonight? Mm -hmm. We should yeah. at least check. We should at least check. And maybe <laughs> you don't want to come. Maybe it's not your thing. And that's right. great. Cause we are going to, we're going to be a diverse, gonna be a bunch of we're going to be a diverse stuff, right? yeah, yeah. venue. We're not going to book the same thing every night. We're going to pull in hip hop. We're going to do country. We're going to do yeah. modern. We're going to show classic movies and goofy movies and indie movies. And, and everybody's got their thing that really into. And we, we want, we want, whether you're showing up for hip hop or for an indie movie, you ought to be able to feel like that's your place, mm -hmm. regardless of, of what your subgenre is. Mm -hmm. we, we want you to feel like, yeah, this is your turf. Yeah. That's and, great. And you're welcome here. And we're excited that you're here because we're, we're doing something together. Because honestly, uh, it, it takes more than just effective marketing to put a place like this back on the map. It, it's going to take a lot of those subgenres going, no, this is my, sp it's going to be, it's Empire Records. It, yeah. It's like, no, we're, we're doing this and this is important. Um, and I don't want to pretend that it's not a business. Like we are trying to to make money. It, well, so the rest we of it doesn't pay happen. the bills, and right. we pay back that 4K Christie system and all those kinds <laughs> of things. Like it's gotta it's gotta be profitable. But I also feel like there's a space for all of us to to create some ownership that that's just about being excited for something in the neighborhood that is a cultural landmark. You know where your money's going to is to the yeah, artists. Yeah. It's going to the, the tower theater. It's tower. It's going to bringing things in that you just aren't getting anywhere else. It's really interesting that the economics of, of concerts are really uh, not in our favor. Running the bar <laughs> is in our favor. Of course, but, yeah. but you know, if you buy a ticket to a concert, 85% of that is going to go to the artist mm -hmm. and to the expenses of just, putting on the concert, yeah. yeah, your promotion, your, your catering, your staffing, all those kinds of things. And so there, there is not a lot of revenue left over on a concert and, and movies, uh, is a little bit different, but the studio still retains a big chunk of that because 
they made that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can't you watch this the thing movie, without this movie. You got so, yeah, yeah, you got to play. You got to play with play by their rules. And so um, it seems like God Towers just got to be living on a big pile of money because this was a forty dollar ticket yeah. or a twenty dollar ticket. It's like, but really, most of that comes in and goes right back out. And so our work is how do we how do we do revenue streams mm-hmm. that are sustainable that everybody can feel okay about and not feel like they're getting ripped off and gouged. Like, you know, like the parking example. Mm -hmm. I don't really want that as a revenue stream. If I have to, I will, but that, that feels outside of, of the, what we're trying to build. Um, but we've got to be creative. So we've got to rent it out. So it's like, all right, we think that this is a really fun room for the right kind of wedding or the right kind of corporate party. Yeah. How do we get on that landscape? How do we push into that? And and I don't want to be a wedding venue, but I would have no problem doing a couple weddings a month. Sure, sure. yeah. Again, <laughs> again well, and you're nobody's going to be there thirty days a week. So different it's like, sized right. rooms. So yeah. you've got you've got lots of options that you can have smaller, more intimate yeah. shows. More exactly. yeah, you've got a lot of a lot of uh, just um, versatility. Well, there. we can we can seat the whole building, which puts me at around six hundred fifty people. We can do standing uh, with a seated balcony, like we're doing for John Moreland tonight. And that's going to be a thousand. Uh, if you do a banquet thing with just tables and chairs, that's about two hundred to two twenty. So we've got a lot of versatility, and and really, you have to have that versatility. Mm-hmm. Kane's oh, ballroom yeah. Yeah, and the Diamond Ballroom have the luxury of they can just get, you know, nine to ten big concerts a mm-hmm. month because they've they've earned the right to do that. There's no question. Well, Tower hasn't. We mm-hmm. haven't earned the right to do that. So we, we've got to be creative, okay? So what's that 300-person show that we can bring in? What's yeah. the 400? What's the 500? Uh, what, a comedy. We're going to really push into the comedy in 2018. That would be great. Um, it's a great room for comedy because it's just the right size, and it looks it looks like you could film your Netflix special in that <laughs> room. Awesome. And no one would go, why'd they film it there? You know, <laughs> like they would just make sense. Um, so... Anyway. Which would be very cool. Fantastic. So uh, tonight is John Moreland, because uh, we'll have this posted before tonight. So tonight oh, cool. is John Moreland. Yep. And then Friday night is Animaniacs Live. That's right. If you're listening to this, uh, Maria Bamford will be here tomorrow night. Oh, I love uh, Maria Bamford. She's incredible, and uh, there are still tickets available for that. Um, so great Sunday night. You know, your weekend doesn't end until you say it ends. So <laughs> come out and see Maria Bamford. Again, I like I like stuff like that because – you're not going to be out till one in the morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You got a good show. Got a great show. But you, you are not an you, you irresponsible can go home adult. And you can get a good night's sleep and be ready for work on Monday and have something fun to talk about. And Monday night is? Uh, Monday night, we're showing Empire Records. Empire Tuesday Records. night's Outsiders. Uh, and then we, we get a little bit of a, a breath before Friday, which is Anime and X Live. And, and Tuesday, the Outsiders, well, let's remind, remind people, is kind of an event, right? Like right. you have this, Absolutely. Th- you have a conversation about the film. You if have you, a happy hour. If you show up at 7, you've missed a big chunk of why Tuesday's yeah. going to be special. Yeah. So happy hour starts at 5, uh, the conversation starts at 6, and then the movie's at 7. And, and again, because people always ask, yeah, we've absolutely got popcorn and candy yeah. <laughs> and movie treats. Uh, it's still it, a theater. It, still yeah, a theater. I mean, it, I, I, don't, I don't have like jalapeno nachos and oh, crazy gosh. stuff like that. Um, Chicken fingers. And, yeah, oh. we've, we've got too many don't great restaurants nearby. Oh, yeah. you, can, Absolutely. you can grab dinner before. But we've got all the good movie snacks, and then we do have a full bar. 
So exactly. We got and the you, best of both worlds. And that's where a lot of money Whiskey made. and so popcorn, go baby. Go grab some Whiskey hey, and popcorn. If you've never tried wine and popcorn and watched Bridget Jones on a Sunday morning in Uptown, <laughs> you're just missing out. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Okay. Now, right there, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Not my bag, but I immediately think of 10 people I need to yes, tell. That that's a thing that's that exactly happens. How I feel. Right? There are yeah. people who need to know that. Yeah. Happens. Yes. Yes. Immediately. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Chad, thank you so very much for joining us. It was fantastic. Thank you, guys. This was an honor. So that's going to be our show. You can find us on our website, okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Okigeek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And where can people find the Tower Theater on the World Wide Web? On all these socials, it's at Tower Theater OKC. And that's theater with the old spelling, the R before the E. Canadian which spelling. Is, uh, tricky. <laughs> yeah. And then our website is towertheaterokc.com. You can call the box office at 405-70-TOWER, Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 6. If you want to follow me on Twitter, mm -hmm. it's ATBChad, and uh, I'm there all the time. Um, not really on the other two. So Twitter is Twitter's where I'm at if you want to follow me. That's and, all we uh, do, too. Yep. yep. I try to keep it positive. Josh, Twitter. Where are you? Where are you? At Joshua Unruh. There you go. What are you doing right now? Are you guys got uh, you need to be prepared to hear about all my Stranger Things season two feelings because uh, I just finished it last night. See, I and still to watch I that. liked season one, but I love season two. Yes. Oh, That's what yeah. I want to say. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I really liked season one and we can't have season two without season one. But I mean, I just loved season two. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also. Uh, within the next week or two, you should have Superhero University 101. Mommy, what is a superhero? That's a Parliament Funkadelic reference for all the children who have no idea what I'm talking what, about. What, but I tore my uh, I tore my home studio apart <laughs> really? to paint it and put it back together better. Uh, so that put us on a minor hiatus. But very, very shortly, I will be back up and running. And we'll do that. There we go. It sounds like fun. Uh, you can find me at KOSU Michael C. And I just recently did a podcast as well. I went to Red Six yes. to Golden Corral uh, and talked Star Trek, which is amazing because I I had just forgotten how much of a Star Trek geek I am uh, until you, <laughs> you sit me down and start talking. You don't have your people. It's a fractious community right now. It is, and it's, that's what we were talked about. Is we talked about how the fact that it, I'm not I was Star Trek. I was a Trekkie when Trekkie wasn't cool. And then it got cool. And it only meant and now one it's thing. Not really cool again anymore. And and because they're fighting. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's sad. I don't. I haven't watched. Yeah. So and we talked about Orville and we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. So it was a blast. Nerd fights are the worst fights. I know. I mean, it's just it's just be friends. That's Discovery right. is well, fine, you guys. You had, a, you had a Star Trek geek on a Star Wars podcast, so it was there was there was I a mean, little bit of the loosest definition of Star Wars podcast, but fair enough. But they are. But we, we, Nick and Caleb are fantastic. Go to Red Six at go to as Red Six at Golden Corral, Red Six to Golden Corral. There you go, Tiger. And uh, <laughs> and 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 listen to the podcast there. It's a lot of fun. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Chad Whitehead, I'm Michael Cross, and I'm Joshua Unruh, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.